The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. Thanks for choosing to download Talk is Jericho today. And all I can say is get ready to rock because it's all you can eat with Steel Panther coming up. I'm ready. I already did my DDP yoga today, so I'm loose. I'm limber. I'm ready for whatever Steel Panther is bringing to the studio. Sticks it in ya. Michael Starr talking with me today and you know i'm not kidding when i tell you that ddp yoga is the reason why i'm able to keep getting back into the ring at the wwe i've been using ddp yoga for years even if ddp wasn't sponsoring this podcast i would still be telling you how amazingly fruit ddp yoga is i'm also not blowing smoke when i say this is a great workout program for anyone any age any fitness level any skill level and once you start ddp yoga you're going to be swearing by it too and wondering why you didn't start it sooner so to get you going ddp is offering a sweet deal on the max pack 15 workouts you get a nutrition guide recipes and a poster to help you remember the 12 core positions of ddp yoga and you can even download the mp3s so you can work out wherever and whenever you want so go to ddpyoga.com slash jericho to take advantage of a special offer only available to you guys that's ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. But this offer is not going to last forever. Go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho to take advantage of it today. That's ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. The following program is a podcastwarm.com production. He's a world champion wrestler, best-selling author, actor, and lead singer of Fozzie. Now, now he's rocking the podcast world. Yay! This, this, this is Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho. Starring Chris Jericho. Jericho. Welcome to Talk is Jericho, the pot of thunder and rock and roll. The remedy for boredom has arrived. The People's Podcast. Let's go for a ride. You got, got nothing to lose. You got, got nothing to lose. Oh, yeah. You got, got Nothing to lose. Oh, you got, got nothing to lose. You got, got nothing to lose. Oh, yeah. You got, got nothing to lose. Oh, yeah. You got, got. You got, you got, you got nothing to lose. Ah. Woo, a double shot of the the kiss today. Wow, welcome to Talk is Jericho. How in the hell are you, Jericho-holics? Thank you so much for being with me here today. Steel Panther, Michael Starr, Sticks Zidinia. Lots of great, ridiculous stories. My Two of my favorite guys I've ever toured with. Great band, 
great personalities and super, super sweet, humble guys. I'm really looking forward to having them on the show today. But before we get going, I want to say thank you for downloading Talk is Jericho. And I ask to subscribe. Hit the subscribe button on iTunes. That way you'll never miss an episode. It'll get sent directly to your device. Do it right now. If you're digging the show, please tell all your friends to hit the subscribe button too. And we do look at the comments on iTunes, so feel free to leave a comment. Tell me how much you like it, and I'll share your comments right here on the podcast. Yeah, and while I'm saying thanks, I also want to say thanks to you again, and thanks to my sponsors for supporting the show. Without you guys, I wouldn't have a show. Without my sponsors, I wouldn't be able to do it for you for free for twice a week. So thank you, and hey, if you want to help us out, easiest way to do that is to do all your online shopping through my Amazon link. Really easy, and it won't cost you anything extra. No hidden fees. You don't have to buy anything special. Just go to podcastone.com, click on the Keep Our Podcasts Free banner at the top of the page, then hit the Talk is Jericho button. You'll find all my sponsors there, all my Amazon links, Amazon Canada, Amazon UK, and everybody's going Amazon, Amazon USA. Every time you do your shopping, Amazon will kick back a little cash to the show. That helps us cover our production, our bandwidth costs, water. Got to drink some water. That costs money. Got a pen here to take notes. Of course, cowbell fees. Cowbell upkeep is expensive, man. Got to keep this thing uh, polished. You know how it goes. So that helps me cover the costs. If you go to podcastone.com, click on the Keep Our Podcasts Free at the top of the page, then click on Talk is Jericho. Thank you very much once again. I appreciate you choosing to hang out with me every week. Getting really excited. Only one week away from the new Fozzie record release, July 20. Second, do you want to start a war coming out finally after all this time? I'm so excited to unleash it on you guys and to play some new songs for you on July 24th at the Whiskey A Go Go, the famous whiskey in Hollywood on the Sunset Strip. War at the Whiskey, come join us. It's going to be uh, the very first show on the You Want to Start a War Tour. Plus, we're doing an in-store signing on Tuesday, July 22nd in Torrance, California at the FYE on Hawthorne Boulevard. We'll be there at 3 p.m. So... Next week is a very L.A. state of mind. July 22nd, the release of Do You Want to Start a War? 3 p.m. in Torrance, California at the FYE on Hawthorne Boulevard. And, of course, July 24th, War at the Whiskey A Go-Go. Come down, check it out. Also, if you want to pre-order the new Fozzie record, do so. Go to my Amazon link that I just described to you earlier. Post a picture of the pre-order on the Twitter and we will follow you. How does that sound? Does that sound like a good deal? So uh, another good deal is I'm going to play another new song for you. This is the title track from Do You Want to Start a War? Do you want to start a war? Do it right now. Crank it up right here on Talk is Jericho. Take a man. 
think? Woo! It's a good one, right? What a cracking song, as my friends in England say. It's cracking. It's cracking. Uh, yeah, check out the record. July 22nd, Super Stoked. Going to talk more about it on Friday's show. Right now, I uh, want to talk to you about Madison Square Garden. Had a show there on Saturday night. And, man, it's always amazing to be in the garden. It's like, you know, the world's most famous arena. It's not just a cliche. It's the truth. And I've had so many great memories there. I worked with Randy Orton there this Saturday. Um, had a great match. Very, very cool. I beat him with the code breaker, eh? I won! Vince McMahon watching the whole thing from behind the curtain, kind of uh, backstage. And it's cool to know that Vince is there because, obviously, he watches every show. But he's got so much production stuff going on. He has to worry about entrances and, and you know, backstage pre-tapes and all this other stuff. And at the Garden, he was just there watching, you know, watching the matches. And it was pretty intimidating to know that the boss is right there watching the whole time. But we had a great match, and it was a lot of fun. And started making me remember all the memories I have of Madison Square Garden, starting off when I was about three or four years old. I remember being in the Garden because my dad used to play for the uh, New York Rangers. I remember being in the Garden... Um, holding my little uh, jacket over my ears because it was too loud. I hated how loud it was in there. And I used to get mad at my dad because he wouldn't look at me as he was skating down the ice. He'd be like on a breakaway or something, and he'd be like, come on, Dad, look up at me and wave. I mean, what's that's the least you can do. But So I was kind of, you know, my lineage was, was you know, I was born in the garden almost, grew up there in a lot of ways. And I was so cool to return there in 2000, I think, was the first Madison Square Garden show that I ever had. Which was a three-way for the Intercontinental Championship versus China and, and Bob Holly, And I remember walking down the garden, and if you have Tweet Secret, which is my uh, exclusive VIP club, go onto the app store and look up Tweet Secret. You'll see a whole backstage tour of Madison Square Garden. And on the walls are these famous pictures of, like, you know, John Lennon at the garden and the Stones and... You know, Springsteen and Bob Dylan and famous fights that they've had. And there's a, a cool picture of Triple H up on the wall. And then, you know, the Rangers scoring the winning goal in 94. There used to be a picture of my dad up there uh, uh, assisting on a goal back from like 72, I think it was. But they took it down. And I remember just walking backstage and just seeing all these people, uh, all these great, you know, famous moments on the wall. And just thinking it was so cool that I was actually there, finally there to be in Madison Square Garden and, and working at the Royal Rumble. And my dad was with me, too. I brought him there. And the match was funny. I remember uh, I was working with China and Bob Holly. Bob Holly was on the floor. And China and I forgot what the next spot was. And we're both completely blank. Neither one of us can remember. And Bob Holly was on the floor shouting out, Give her a body slam, man! Suplex! Or whatever it was he was supposed to do. But we had a pretty good match in the Garden then. And then throughout the years, returned to the Garden many times. Uh, uh, highlights for me. I remember playing the Christopher Reeve Super Skate games in the Garden. Where they would have you know Hollywood stars and celebrities against the actual New York Rangers, and I played that four years in a row. Had some great moments. Uh, scored a goal on Kirk McLean for real. Took this horrible looping slap shot that went over his shoulder, and it was like, yay! I scored for real in the Garden, man. And Glenn Anderson said, you know, Chris, just go and stand in front of the net and and keep your stick on the ice. And I did that, and I scored like every time. He would just bank the puck off of my skate, off of my stick, off of my skate a couple times. Got in a fight every time, like an entertainment fight, once with Dennis Leary, once with David Boreanaz, once with Chad Smith, and once with my dad. Uh, the last year that they had the super skate, I said, I'll come play it. But the caveat is my dad has to play, and he has to be on the other team. And they're like, okay. So uh, I 
kind of sk- skated down the ice and, and I kind of bumped into my dad. I'm like, okay, let's go. So we dropped our gloves and I told him to wait. I was like, call him the spot. Like, okay, hold on. When I'll swing at you, you move back, you swing at me, hit me, I'll fall down, you jump on top of me. So, you know, we line up and I swing at him and, and he moves and he hits me and I fall down and he jumps on top of me and he starts just beating the crap out of me. He's just like pounding me in the face. I'm like, it's a work, dad. It's a work. I don't know if he was mad at me because I scratched the car when I was 16 or whatever it was, but he got his revenge. Then he won the most valuable player of the game. I was so mad. Typical Ted Irvin, amazing NHL player, making me so mad. I should have won VIP. I should have won the best player of the game. I should have won the MVP. Uh, I remember having uh, lots of other great moments there. Another classic is I had a, a cage match with John Cena in December of 2008 that at the time was the highest grossing Madison Square Garden show ever. And I'll never forget Howard Finkel telling me it was the best cage match he'd ever seen. And Howard Finkel was there for the famous Snook in Morocco cage match. I mean, we really tore the house down that night. You know, Cena and I had really good chemistry and it was a lot of fun to be in there with him. Uh, I also remember seeing Metallica at the Garden. Myself, Mike Portnoy, and Eddie Trunk. We got to watch the show from the side of the stage. Lars brought us in, took us on the side of the stage, and Lars's uh, dressing room where he was having a bunch of people in there as kind of a pre-show party was the same dressing room where Vince McMahon used to have his office. And I remember I kind of walked in. I saw Lars in the corner, and I walked out. I didn't want to bother him. He's like, Chris, come back, come back. Where are you going? Come back and hang out for a while. And I was like, uh, man, I mean, this is I've had the two sides of the coin in this dressing room. I had you know Vince McMahon's office where I get yelled at and in trouble, and then hanging out with Lars and watching Metallica from side stage. Yeah, and then, you know, like I said, uh, just so many, many cool memories. The Garden is one of the greatest uh, places you can be, and you up your game because you're in the Garden, you know. Um, I remember my first appearance in the Garden, though. Actually, it wasn't at the Royal Rumble. It was uh, right before when I came back in August of 99, and I went to the ring, and in classic Jericho curse tradition, my mic went out. So I was like, welcome to Madison Square Jericho and I am the same and the, the the mic just went out and I threw it on the ground they gave me another mic and that one went out as well and it was just a, a, a travesty of justice you know typical first time somewhere uh, I used to call it the Jericho curse and the Jericho curse uh, lived again because my mic just went out and just totally sucked the air out of the whole performance and it was not a, a very good debut in the garden but they used to say that if you could get over in the garden you would get over anywhere. And that Vince McMahon uh, Jr. and Sr. used to kind of gauge the state of the promotion and the state of your push on how you got over at the Garden. And if that's the case, then uh, I should still be getting a, a good push because the other day at the Garden, I got a tremendous ovation from the Madison Square of Garden Faithful and so many Jerichoholics in New York City. And always a pleasure to go to the Garden. And now my next mission is for Fozzie to play in Madison Square Garden. And we shall do so one day. I guarantee it. So thank you, New York City. Thank you, Madison Square Garden. Looking forward to coming back very, very soon. Also looking forward to Steel Panther coming up very, very soon. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Talk is Jericho. 
We are here with the actual Steel Panther arguing dude. over who's turning the knobs down. Well, you know, when you get a drummer turning knobs, it's like, <laughs> dude, really? Just yeah. hold a stick and make it. Every beat. drummer thinks they're like the musician in the band, right? Oh, dude, this guy is like, oh, dude, you need some more 4K in your vocals. I'm like, dude, <laughs> no, you know what? That's not true. And I know it's not true because I don't care about your vocal tone. <laughs> we are here with Michael Starr. And Stick Zidinia from Steel Panther. And uh, it's great to have you guys live in the studio, man. Dude, I can't believe it. It's, it's an honor to be here. We were stoked we were coming down. There was like a flock of chicks outside trying to get in here. And we had to close the door like, no, you're not allowed in. This I know. Is, you know. This is our time. It was nice to have you as our bouncer. It was yeah well exactly I have I do all things here I wear all the hats yeah. you know I, I do the show I bounce I sweep up the floors whatever needs to be done polish your shoes dude polish thank your you. helmet whatever <laughs> did oh I just God. did I just break the rule you know dude, you, you know, know you polishing shoes you can't close a deal with a dirty heel you know that <laughs> dude, <laughs> did you just say that. <laughs> He's not like been working on that for a while. He's been waiting four years to say that. He has been. I heard. I heard that at the airport. Somebody's <laughs> like, "Hey, Michael, I'm, oh, cool, man. You can't close the deal with the dirty heel. You want your shoe shine? I'm like, yeah. You're like, these are Converse, bro. <laughs> Doesn't matter, man. How would that be being a shoe shine guy at the airport? I mean, that seems like kind of a, a tough gig, you know. But those guys are working it. They're hustling. They are hustling. Well, it's, like, it's like a band or a wrestler. You know, you just got to do what you got to do. That's right. Get out there. Get gotta, people in. Yeah. Get get butts in the seats. Literally. That's right. So we can polish the yeah. shoes. I need. I wanted to ask you. I mean, we've known each other for a while. Sticks. What What is your uh, ethnic background with the Zidinia? Is that Slavic? It's Hungarian, Turkish, English. Oh, is what okay. it is. It's a triple threat. You're so you're a third Hungarian, a third Turkish, and a third English. I'm well Hungarian. I'm <laughs> quite Turkish, and I'm half English. It's pretty okay. awesome. It's a good connection. It's a good connection. Uh, you guys are here after playing last night at the House of Blues, kind of a homecoming, because you don't really uh, play a lot at the House of Blues down in Sunset. You had a residency there for years, but now it's just special shows. Yeah, we were on tour for nine weeks in Europe, in the UK, and we came back to do what we called the threesome, which uh-huh. is just three weeks in a row. And, you know, now we're an international touring entity, and it's, <laughs> you know, we're just taking over the globe. So to come home and do a weekly show, it was kind of nice, but, you know, I'm looking forward to going out and doing some more domination. Yeah, world domination is definitely our goal, is to be the biggest heavy metal band ever. Isn't it weird, though, uh, how the, not weird, but how the band has exploded over the last couple of years? I mean, you really are kind of on a, you know, like the snowball is going down and it's just rolling, rolling, rolling. And all you guys are doing is the exact same thing you've been doing since you started, what, 10 years ago? Yeah. 15 years ago? 20. I mean, what what is it about Steel Panther that is making this such a worldwide phenomenon because I saw it we toured together in Australia it was packed over there packed in Europe and the UK nine weeks it's packed last night everywhere you go I think it's because we keep doing the same thing and we have not changed our project I mean we have played heavy metal since the conception of Steel Panther Mm -hmm. I mean through Nirvana through Pearl Jam through the Goo Goo Dolls through Papa Roach we just kept going forward playing heavy metal dude (laughs) did we we all, we we played heavy metal right through Lilith Fair, bro. Oh, wow, yeah, me? yeah, right wow. straight through it, man. Now the Lilith Fair crowd might not like you guys much because they're mostly lesbians, aren't they? You know what? I yeah, they are mostly lesbians, but I think that we have a big lesbian fan base. Really? Yeah, and we also have a big 
pretend lesbian fan base. Oh, like they, they're acting that way? Yeah, just to attract you. Well, ah. we, we, we have a, a big hot chick fan base. We also have an ugly chick fan base too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And which is good. Which you, you, you need it. You need <laughs> you all of them. Have it. And so it's like fishing, you know, it's like we have the, all the chicks. And so the lesbians are like, oh, if we like Steel Panther, then we're going to be able to get chicks. Right. <laughs> right, right. And there you go. It's right. They come, they come to Steel Panther shows just to meet other chicks. Yeah. Exactly. It's, like a, it's why any dude goes to any show. It's like a meat market, right? <laughs> a reverse meat market. That's yeah. why anybody goes out. That's the only reason I wake up in the morning. <laughs> but I mean, the new, the new record, All You Can Eat, just came out a, a, a little while ago. And like number 24 on the charts. Dude, like, what, what is number two in Australia? I mean, you know who beat us out in Australia? Who? <laughs> in excess. What? They did a greatest hits reissue, and we got booted from number one. I'm serious. I'm like, really, in excess? You had to put out another greatest hits record. Thanks. Who is in excess, anyways? It's this Who's, band. It's some dudes. A band from the '80s. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy, man. And you know, we're number uh, thirteen in the UK. No, twelve, dude. Number twelve oh, it went up. It went up one. Wow. Yeah, just Amazing. now. No, we were number twelve UK. We charted in Austria. Finland, Sweden, Norway, Germany. We were number fifteen. We charted in France. Like we charted in so many. Like literally a worldwide phenomenon well, at this yeah, point. It's it's pretty mind. It's because it's because you, I mean your show is so much fun too. I mean it's something that kind of the whole music business went through. You mentioned Nirvana and all these bands, and it kind of went through a time when you're staring at your shoes. It wasn't cool to have fun at a right. rock show, and you guys have literally brought that back. I mean obviously there's 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 the 80s element that's there but it's just a fun show no matter what element you want to talk about or what decade it's fun to go to a Steel Panther gig God, I remember back in the day when if you when Nirvana came out if you liked metal yeah we got made fun of right it was like oh what's up Bon Jovi hey blah, blah. Right? And look at <laughs> right. us now dude I know and like you said you never stop you know because- I, you know how Kurt Cobain we, it's 20 year anniversary of mm-hmm. his death or whatever mm-hmm. I gotta tell you man I, it's sad that he died and he killed himself it is sad but I truly wish he was alive just to see how much ass Steel Panther's kicking on grunge right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's, uh, our shows are really interactive, and I mm-hmm. think that's what people are finally, you know, they're like, oh, if I go to a Steel Panther show, I'm going to have an experience. I'm not just going to watch a band, play some songs, and then split, but I'm going to go have the best night of my life because mm-hmm. I, may, I may end up on stage with my shirt off, <laughs> or I may meet Guy somebody, or girl. Guy or girl. Or I may meet a lesbian and go home and listen to... A, a fake lesbian. Liz Fair records. <laughs> Liz Fair. <laughs> it happens, man. But, but, I mean, how did you guys start honing your act? I mean, you got it down to a science now. I mean, obviously, you got the girls on stage. They're dancing. I, I thought it was just for one song, but last night, they were there for half the set. That's the cool thing about our show. It's, it, it's always evolving. You mm-hmm. never know. There could be girls on stage from the beginning of the show to the end. Or there could be girls there for just or two none. songs. Mm-hmm. Or none. Mm-hmm. You know, it just depends. How do you decide that? Depends on the girls. Yeah, it, it honestly, it's it's a spur of the moment decision. You know, somebody in the band will will go, hey, you know, will notice something in the crowd, and sometimes I'll get, you know, I have a microphone in Michael's ears. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, dude, check out the chicken <laughs> right in front of Satchel. <laughs> She's got the party hat on and the Where's Waldo shirt. You got to check it out. <laughs> you know, sometimes though, when we're doing a bigger show, bigger tours, we set up a specific song because we need actual help. To get the girls over the barrier. Oh, okay, Because yeah. it's not like, you know, we're playing these small clubs. We're playing places that have the barrier and then, ooh. Right, you did Brixton Academy, for example, in London. That's a 5,000-seater. Yeah, that's yeah. almost so you, an arena. You need, yeah. you need guys, you know, the mm-hmm, bouncers. Mm-hmm. And we what we do is we let the bouncers pick out their favorite chicks, <laughs> which is pretty cool because we yeah. get a well-diverse amount kind of girls on stage. Sure. You know, so... 
It's fun, dude. So you just kind of go with the flow. But another thing I like, too, is, I mean, when I first started seeing you guys when you were doing a lot of cover songs, you had a lot of banter in between the shows. But now... You still have it, but you basically do a couple tunes, you kick it off, two or three songs, and then you got your introduction of all the guys, and it's about a 10-minute, 15-minute long bit, but it's super funny. Like, it's really entertaining. So you guys are almost stand-up comedians up there as well. But you know, I mean, the one thing... We've been called worse. <laughs> the one thing that I think that uh, has enabled us to do what we do and do it as well as we do it without sounding really arrogant and egotistical... <laughs> like you just did. Like you just did. No, but the fact is, we have done... So many shows throughout the 20 years that we've been doing this. Dude, we played five nights a week, mm-hmm. like for years. Yeah, mm-hmm. for and 12 years. That's stuff you cannot, like, you can't fake that. And I think there's a lot of bands out there, they'll write a record and then they'll go tour. And then they'll be like, oh, we're going to play live. We got to, how, yeah. how do we do this? For us, we're we're just we're workers. I mean, mm-hmm. we go out, we've grinded for you know years and years and years, and I think that's what you know. After you do it so many times, it's like you. I'm sure with wrestling, after you do it for so many years, you get really good at your yes. job. It becomes second nature. Yeah, you don't have to think about it anymore. You just do it. It's that's like going to the bathroom. You, you just you, you just know. Yeah, R- riding r- riding a bike. Yeah, you know you got to pee or you got to poop. It's like riding a bike to the bathroom, <laughs> right. right? Or going to the bathroom while you're riding a bike, yeah. which is now that that's a skill that you need to practice. That's a stage set so show for you guys. Yeah, and I got I got some trivia for you. What? How many number one records in the comedy charts does Steel Panther have? I don't know. Three. Really? Yes. Number one. Wow. No heavy metal band has ever done that. And ever. Number four in the rock charts. What's up? See, that's the, the appeal goes beyond if you like metal, cool. If you like, uh, you know, to laugh. Because, I mean, even your lyrics, they're like gangbang at the old folks' home from, from All You Can Eat. It's, it's a great tune. I mean, the harmonies on it are amazing. The riff is great. Your singing is great. But the lyrics. But when are, you talk about a gangbang at old folks' home, that's kind of funny. Well, when you read the lyrics of it, it's right? completely hilarious. It's like, oh my god! You know, she, she, cool... fell, she fell to the floor, and three seconds later, I broke out the defibrillator. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, Who, who's used that in a song? Well, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. That's not exactly you know a, a satisfaction guaranteed. <laughs> I'll give you all you need type stuff. Defibrillator <laughs> and later has never been rhymed ever. Well, that's what we do. That's what you bring. That's we don't we do. say fire and desire. You know? <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. So I mean, uh, you guys just mentioned that you, that you're toured for nine weeks over over in the UK. Now you know there's uh we we also did some uh press too as well. Okay, so you We did a few uh about a week of press, you know, collectively on the front end and the back end of the tour too as well. So you're 10 weeks basically over there. Yeah, pretty much. So how does your show transfer uh to you mentioned Finland or France or places where English is not the number one language? It's amazing. You would think that there would be a language barrier. Yeah. But on the contrary, it's completely the opposite. Everybody understands dirty words. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Satchel will take lessons from Sticks because he knows like 20 languages. Yeah, and 19. But 19 I mean, languages, yeah. okay. And so, Thanks for hooking me up with the extra language. You're welcome, man. <laughs> That's good, man. You and, you know, he'll, he'll have Satchel write down like some, uh, you know, really potent quotes or... Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, what? it's important to be... You know, sensitive to what's going on in the the country that you're playing in. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, so like when we go to France, Satchel will do some research, and if if I know the language, then I'll help. But we'll go to some of the local crew and be like, "How do you say 
I want to get on your naked body. Right. You know, but I guess this is a family show and he, right, would, right, get, right. he would get gnarlier than that. <laughs> of you, course. You know. But for the example, yes. Yeah. And people <laughs> love it, man. Especially like we're, we're in Norway uh-huh. and you start speaking German. <laughs> that gets weird. So, it gets so, really confusing. So you know, you know 19 languages? Can you name them? No. I, I like can. English, right? Yeah, no, I know his. Okay. What, what does he English, know? He knows Dutch. Du- okay. Finnish. Uh-huh. Um, he knows Spanish. German, Spanish. German. German. Russian. A little bit of Russian. Tiny Russian. bit of Russian. L- Lithuanian. Lithuanian. I know. Zimbabwean. Uh, no, no, I don't know that. I know okay. Kenyan. Okay, Kenyan. Mm-hmm. Farsis. Yep. Farsis. I, I, know, I know Hebrew. Okay. I know uh, Belgian. Uh huh. He can also speak Canadian. That, that, that is a certain language, too. You got to oh, really understand yeah. that, eh? Oh, come oh, on. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got that one down. Okay, no. so that's 11. You got eight more to go, eh? Hey, <laughs> he can also speak uh, Australian. I can. That's 11, right, right. 12. Then there's Northern Australian and Southern Australian. Yeah, and then there's... How about like Orient? You know, like a, Yeah, like I know Asian? I know Korean. I know uh-huh. Taiwanese. Okay. I know Japanese. I know Chinese. Right. I know... Uh, I told you you knew 20. <laughs> I know, no, you man. Know For those counting at home, I think you, you just hit maybe 20 or 21. I think I uh, hit Vente languages. That's 20 <laughs> in Spanish. Oh, man. I thought Vente was a large coffee. What up? <laughs> Hello. See, you can only find this type of information here on Talk is Jericho. How did you guys find the food over uh, over there for so long, for, for 10 weeks? I mean, it gets pretty uh, I'll tell pretty you, tough. Chris, I want to thank you. When we were on tour in Australia, yeah. I was like bummed out. Like I was just having trouble dropping this t- extra 10 pounds. And I went into the dressing room sticks, and I, Jericho had a plate of grilled chicken mm-hmm. just sitting there. Chris, and, I go, and I go in ours, and there's like pizza cookies and chocolate L- lunch what, meat and lunch meat right that's why and he's like, so fit and he goes you know what dude just go tell the promoter you want grilled chicken or grilled steak and steamed broccoli after the show and i did that <laughs> you never thought 15 of that pounds bro dude, i mean you guys are I headlining am, these big places dude, you can ask for whatever you want i'm telling and now the level of girls that i'm getting with this extra weight loss it's just it's amazing, amazing. now they're fives <laughs> <laughs> you put two of them together and it's a ten though, so that works. That's, That's true. Because about. you're the That's lead, called a double team win. You're the lead singer. You've always been sexy, but now you even debuted some new pants last night. Red pants. I, I could never wear color pants before. <laughs> Ever. You know. And now see what happens. Yeah, dude. So the food is the food is great wherever we go. Yeah. It really is. I don't we, know, man. What? I hate to be the bummer. Uh oh, here we go. We you know what? We, we, we were in look, we were in Toulouse, France. And aside from I mean the food was cool, but there for the bacon, there was an actual hoofed leg from a. I think it was a pig. It for was the, a smoked what? entire leg just sitting there, and you had to take a fillet knife and fillet oh. your own bacon off of the leg. And it was cooked at least. It was smoked, so it was looked kind of raw. Oh. Yeah, it was. It was freaky, dude. It was oh, freaky. Man, I tried it. It, it was just really salty. It kind of yeah. tastes like beef jerky. And it kind of melted in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, that's the European, like we were talking about this earlier, like a European breakfast would be like, here's a piece of thick, thick bread, mm-hmm. some jam and some cheese and some beans. And a, yeah. mush- and a mushroom. And a mushroom. <laughs> and some black mushroom. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, what? Yeah, dude. It, it, it got a little dicey sometimes. But you know what I found out about myself is that if you're in Europe long enough, you start eating weird food. Yeah, exactly. When in Rome. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, Literally. when in Rome, you eat Roman but food. But there really is a lot of great food to experience out there. Oh, yeah, for sure. But if you're, if you're traveling and you want some advice from Steel Panther and Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. and we talked about this earlier, when you order breakfast, you have to be careful, especially in the UK, because they'll mix it with milk and butter and salt. Like eggs or whatever, yeah. Yeah, so you order your eggs poached mm-hmm. with 
brown toast that will give you the cleanest breakfast with a glass of orange juice. See, look at this nutritional. Huh? (laughs) When did you become a commercial for breakfast? You guys should have seen his face when he said that. He was super serious, too. That'll that'll give you the recipe for the cleanest cleanest breakfast breakfast. possible. (laughs) Coming to the UK, 10 pounds light. Let's go. So what what countries did you you check out? Like, which are the bigger ones for you? uh, England is a big one? England is huge for us. That's Uh, the UK, right? Yes. Yeah, Germany. Part of the UK. Yeah, actually, the entire UK. Uh, Germany is huge for us. We hit a lot of cities in Germany. Don't forget about Norway. Very big. It kind really? of sounded like uh, Jakob Smirnoff. You sound like you're from the Middle East right now. <laughs> very big for us. This is a very good country for Steel Panther. Okay. You, you know now what? you've gone total German-Russian yeah, there. Yeah. Scandinavia is... I mean, it, for us... People say, ask, you know, hey, what's your favorite country to play? And once you get inside the venue of a Steel Panther show, mm-hmm. it's the same country because everybody's there to get really weird and yeah, party. You go crazy, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not, it's like the same party in every country. We went to Spain for the first time. We were in Barcelona and Madrid. Oh, off the Richter scale. Let me sir. tell you As something. As far as about, reactions, dude. Yeah, dude. Barcelona, we took a walk on the beach, man. Holy moly. Wow, dude. Chicks. It was just killer. Unbelievable, right? I mean, I, and I'm not exaggerating. These chicks are beautiful, man. Yeah. Beautiful. I was in, uh, we had a show in Nice a while ago, and I went, Nice, France, and I went to the nude beach, and I was thinking, oh, this is going to be great. Like, right. French nude chicks. Yeah. They're all old people, and they yeah. all had, like, huge bushes and, like, just flab and oh. hanging pieces everywhere, and I was like, this is the nude beach? Like, no way. Yeah. No. So you're saying in Spain, it was much better. Spain, th- it wasn't a nude beach. Oh, okay. It was just a regular beach. Yeah. It was a regular beach with Sweet chicks on it. And we had like, you know, we had dinner and breakfast and lunch because we just hung out on the beach because that's that's what you do when you have a day off. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was all you can eat. See what I did there? Yeah. I know what you did. You know what? The Spanish chicks and the Italian chicks, they're so so good. Dude, how about the Stuttgart chicks, man? Ah, those German chicks are nutty. What do they do? Stuttgart, that actual city, the crazy chicks? Yeah, man. I met this one girl there. She's a school teacher. Uh Uh-huh. And there's nothing better than meeting a school teacher because they know how to deal with little kids, so they know how to deal with my personality. <laughs> and it's easy, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's right, right. And they're not that smart if they're doing elementary, so I can uh-huh. outsmart them, you know what I mean? It's perfect, right. You know, and like, you know, if you know, like, additional math problems. Yeah, so I'll them. say, like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with some reading. Uh, you want to come on the bus and help me? And, you know, I'll get her on a bus and we'll talk about reading and, and stuff like that. <laughs> Is that your move? <laughs> It that's works, a, That's dude. a killer move, dude. It works. You're laughing now, I want dude. you to... Can, maybe we could talk about reading. <laughs> reading. Yeah. Not even a certain book, just reading in general. Street signs. <laughs> yeah. What is this? The letters in an order? I can't make it yeah. out. Yeah, and how do you numerically order stuff? You know? See, in rock and roll, that is probably the best pickup line ever. I'm the lead singer Steel Panther. Let's talk about reading. Can you help me with reading? <laughs> You got, hey, you know what? You know, you guys are laughing at me right now, but I was pulling down the hottest trip see on there, tour. Well, see there, that's smart. Were you? Yeah, I was. I guess you were, huh? Who were you boning? Nobody. That's on top. Just about. my right hand. Yeah. Well, but at least you knew how to read, though. Yeah, so I can read. Yeah. So let's talk about the transition from you guys over the years from doing a lot of covers to now it's all original stuff. Your songs are great. Like we said, catchy, funny, great riffs. It was scary. Was it weird? Yeah, it was really Because you still scary. started off, I mean, a lot like Fozzie did, playing covers. Yeah, remember, we had training wheels. I, right. can, I can tell you a story about the first time that I remember it. It switched because we used to do covers. Yes. And then we started putting original songs in, and we were at the Commodore Ballroom. In Vancouver. In Vancouver. I remember, yeah. And I remember, you know, 
when we would go up and do those shows, we were in this really weird transitional period where we didn't know if the venue or the promoter wanted us to come up and do covers mm-hmm. or originals because <laughs> it's never really specified because most bands just go do their things. Right. I don't know if you remember this. Oh, I remember. We ended up doing uh, the set list was nice. Excuse me. Three song, four songs, and then we decided to do uh, Bon Jovi "Living on a Prayer." Yeah. Oh. We did our th- we did our four songs. Killer reaction. All those. Canadians are going nuts, right? Then we started into Living on a Prayer. And I remember the vibe in the room just went Ah, shut down. And I was so uncomfortable because all these people had come to hear Steel Panther songs. And I was like, this is the moment. Mm -hmm. This is it. And that was when I realized, okay, this is, we've turned the corner. Right, yeah, people are coming to see and hear you guys now. Yeah, they want to hear those songs. And the, the songs that we'd written, they'd become their songs. Mm-hmm. So when you start playing other band songs... They're like, what? They're like, yeah, we yeah, didn't... Yeah. We did, this isn't what we signed up for, man. Right. It was a great... It was exciting to have that happen. No, and what made you guys decide, like, okay, we want to start doing our own stuff? It started a long time ago. Mm-hmm. We started uh, demoing up tunes, like, in 2002, and... Uh, but prior to that, Satchel and I were writing songs together back in 84. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Death All But Metal, that riff was actually a song that him and I had wrote together in his mom's house. Did you guys grow up together? No, no. We just, I ran into him at Rock and Roll Ralph's. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, we kind of hit it off right away. And, so 1984, uh, 30 years ago. Yeah. Wow. I've known Satchel for, I, I think it's been 35 years now. Really? Yeah. So that riff was written in 1984, Death to All But Metal. Yep. And it sounds just as like uh, cutting edge and cool today as it did back then. Yeah. That's a heavy riff. For 84, that's almost like a like a heavy, like a Metallica well, he type was riff. really into like Judas Priest and yeah. Iron Maiden uh-huh. and Scorpions. Okay. So he like had that edgier, and I was more like David Lee Roth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Po- and so, you were more into Poison and Warrant. Yeah, so the mixture, you know, you put it together... It's a great smoothie of rock. <laughs> Did they have smoothies back then? <laughs> yeah. It was just called a blender. It was called a milkshake. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I remember at uh, Download a couple years ago when Metallica was headlining, you're like, hey, let's go watch it. So I had a couple passes that Lars gave me, so you and I went to the side of the yeah. stage, and Metallica's playing the Black Album in its entirety. And he's asking me, what song is this? What song is that? Oh, I, is I, I, I'm, I'm not like, dude, surprised. it's the Black Album. He goes, I don't know the Black Album. Which one is it? I'm like, it's their biggest album. It's, it's like sold 15 million copies. He goes, I don't know, dude. I'm a Van Halen guy. Dude. Like, what? You're like, it's the black one. It's <laughs> yeah. the black one. What song is this? Enter Salmon. I think I remember that I one. I know that one. <laughs> I know that one. That's that one. We are talking to Steel Panther here. Uh, we're going to check in with our Sexy Beast sponsors and come back with more Michael and Sticks on Talk is Jericho. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You're listening to Talk is Jericho. Welcome back to Talk is Jericho here with the amazingly sexy and uh, so entertaining. Wow! <laughs> you do the best David Lee Roth. Man. Oh, thanks, dude. You, you do it better than Roth does now. Oh, awesome. He threw a couple of You know, that's there. my favorite lead singer. 
Oh, I really well, we talked about that. Yeah. So I we mean, classic Van Halen. Okay, so you're talking yeah. about '70s Van Halen. Did you grow up in? Are you California kid? Or would yeah, you I was born in Chicago, okay. and I moved to Southern California in '79. Van Halen two. So like perfect Van Halen time, oh, dude. I remember I had Van Halen two in an eight track in my Ghetto Blaster. <laughs> they call it a boombox now. I used the term Ghetto Blaster the other day, and someone's like, "It's called a boombox now." No, it's a Ghetto was that Blaster. Not PC. Dude. I'm sorry, dude, Ghetto Blaster. Why it's not? A ghetto, right? It's what it's called. Yes, that's what it's called. That's what it should be known as. Totally. So okay. So and where, and where did you? Are you a California kid, Sticks? I'm born and raised. Right here, I was born at Cedar Sinai, right wow. here in LA. Man. With your Im- uh, Hungarian Turkish immigrant parents, yes, came over. Yep, came. fourth generation Hungarian Turkish English, and uh, you know, born here in LA. So you grew up uh, here. Were you Van Halen fan as well, or who were your bands? I was a Van Halen fan. I was a Dio fan. Oh, okay, I was a, yeah. I was into Sabbath. I was into Priest. Awesome. I was into everything like just bitch and metal yeah. i really was you know but you know and that's it's because so was i i think we all kind of grew up in the same era but that's why your band works well because nobody was doing what you're doing it became kind of uncool in the 90s and the 2000s to be a, a rock band playing. not to us not to you guys you never stopped it but nope. now everybody else caught up with you that's right and it's you guys are the only act in town where you can go and and be a part of this cool vibe like it's it's happening now in 2014 the same way it did back in 1984 but people that weren't there will never experience it but they can experience it now yeah yeah, it, it's uh, it's nice to be that band for people. You know, this we're the we're the only band out of L.A. that's doing this right now. Basically, yeah. But our goal is to get all these younger kids, like in their eleven year olds and twelve year olds, to start jamming mm-hmm. metal. Mm-hmm. Because man, I don't know about you, but I miss those days, man, when there was like a metal band. There was like forty thousand metal bands. You know what oh, I? Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I see a lot is on YouTube. I see people put like they'll post picture or videos of themselves covering Steel Panther songs like on guitar yeah. like kids and I think it's killer because they're actually getting back to playing and, and trying to rip on guitar well, you, you know um, when Rock Band came out a couple years ago it was getting scary because kids were forming bands to play Rock Band yeah like I, my, my little nephew had his old his own band, but all they were doing is put on the plastic guitar, put on the plastic bass, plastic drums, plastic singing. So you're in a band, but playing a video game band. Yeah. Like, let's get a real band, go in the garage, start hammering it out like we all did when we were kids. I think that's kind of coming back a bit now. I think it's I think it's awesome. Because you know, I think the government is starting to add more garages to public housing. Just specifically for that specifically reason. Specifically for music, because the musical education in public schools has, has there's no funding for I've it. I've heard anymore. that, right. So they're throwing the money into garages, garages. Yeah. for the houses. So people and That's the kids a, have a place to rehearse. It's music. a lucrative uh, I, vocation right now, garage builders, because yeah. it's government funded. I it's, had no idea there was such a booming garage business. Well, the, the girl in Stuttgart, we were reading about this because oh. she like, well, let's read American news so you can relate. That's mm-hmm. tight. And that's where I learned and about And le- work on her English. Yeah. That's tight. You know, it's actually in Hollywood where there's not enough room to build garages. They're actually gutting people's houses and just people are just living in a garage now. That's cool. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, you know, you don't need a kitchen or a living room. Just, you, you need a, a garage. You need a hot plate and Kool-Aid, bro. <laughs> that's, that's it, man. And, and a bitchin' band. Four walls, a ceiling, and some guitars. And that, that's all you need. And that's now it's coming back. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. I was actually reading Paul Stanley's book, which is really good if you guys haven't read it. Um, and he was talking about how they used to pick all these great opening bands to go with them. Like, name, like, you know, we're talking about Maiden. Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick, Scorpions, I mean, Ted Nugent, you know, all the way up to like Smashing Pumpkins, whatever. But yet now the thing is, 
Kiss and Def Leppard are right. touring. Wow. You know, uh, it's like, uh, you know, uh, Black Sabbath goes on tour with a DJ. You know, it's always like, you know, Journey and, and Sticks go on tour. Like, there's never like Kiss and Little Junior's Garage Band. Right. You know, that's kind of a drag, man, because like, where are the younger bands supposed to play with these big bands to learn as the circle of life goes on? You well, know? that's what we do. We bring on new bands on. Right. You, like, you brought us out, which is yeah, awesome. But you're not new. Yeah, I know, but, st- but you're, yeah. bringing, you're bringing actually newer bands. Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, because you guys don't need you guys don't need any help at all. You guys are selling out. You can pick and choose whoever you want. Still, and we do. We like to pick bands number one that are good, mm-hmm. and number two that we like to hang out with, right? And number three, they have hot girlfriends, which then you hang out with hot girlfriends. Exactly. Well, yeah, when you're the headliner, you get to poach the opening that is band's true. chicks. That is totally sorry, true. bro. And the one thing yeah. we teach opening bands, dude, never, ever. Oh my god, ever. Dude. Go to our after-show parties with the chicks that we put passes on personally and try to pick up on them. Dude, cardinal rule, do not poach the headliner's bands. That chicks. will get you kicked off a tour. Absolutely. So, so fast, your you know head will You know how hard it is to like signal to your crew guy, hey, that chick in the front row with the blonde hair, and then you finally get her passed up, and then the lead singer of the other band's over there hitting on her after the show. Or the guitar player. Not well, yeah, cool. it, was, it, was, you know, it was kind of like, uh, I felt like an Indian, like an American-Canadian Indian back in the 1800s. Like for us, when we toured with you, we had a lot of girls, we cultivated them, found them, brought them into our dressing room, and then you guys just came in and stole them all. And there was nothing we could do. It was like run to the hills type stuff. Yeah. You know, I you don't, know? I don't Sorry. You, you, say, you say steal, and I say Panther. Harvest. <laughs> harvest. Harvest. Right. We're like the bait. Like yeah. we were fishing for you. We caught them and then you got to go and well, eat them. It's the law of nature. Yeah, it's the law know? of the jungle. See, you're right. See, I'm learning. Like, you know, you always want to learn from the bands that are bigger than you. Have you ever seen the movie Ants? Yeah. Okay, just imagine we're the grasshoppers and you're the ants. You're the ants, yeah. yeah. And there's nothing, and you know, we learned that. Yeah. So now we do that with other bands that open for us. You do that too? Yeah. Well, now, from, yes. I, we learned you know it from what? you guys. Woo! Chris Jericho yeah. is a grasshopper. <laughs> I'm learning. Yeah, I'm a young grasshopper. <laughs> That's, you are young. <laughs> oh, yes, young grasshopper. grasshopper. This is awesome. You're teaching me diet and we're grasshopping. <laughs> see? This is it's killer. reciprocal. Game back. So so we're talking about the early days of Steel Panther, or when you and, 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 and uh, Satchel met up, wrote some tunes. Did you go your own separate ways and then kind of meet up again yeah, 10 yeah. years later? Yeah, yeah. He went and played with a bunch of other bands. I went and started another band. I played with him. What band were you guys in at the time? Uh, we were in a band called The Ducks for a little while. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they had a little bit of steam. Yeah, yeah we, got, we, had, we had a little steam in, in a couple little clubs around mm-hmm, our house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, uh, your fans did... are called Waddlers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Duck Waddlers. They all have web feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was weird. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, was, it was very selective demographic. Uh-huh. Yeah. There was like six of them, and they came from all around the world, but, but it was awesome. Diehards, man. <laughs> diehards. <laughs> How about you, Michael? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> well, you know, man, when Nirvana came out, mm-hmm. and Satch and I got the big fight about it, it, and I'm like, well, I'm going to go play Van Halen. So we, I played Van Halen in clubs for a long time, and then Satchel finally joined me. We started playing Van Halen, and then we started Steel Panther back up again. So you were doing like a Van Halen, like a tribute band sort of thing. Yeah, I wouldn't call it tribute. It was more like an original expression of Van Halen, which is tribute. Well, I like to. I don't like to. That word is really trite. Okay, it's, how about this? What you just uh, used the word trite? That's good, man. You must learn that from the teacher yeah, from Stuttgart. Dude, you know what? If you don't want to call it a tribute, I would t- a copycat homage. Now I wouldn't say homage. Homage. Reinterpretation. It's a reinterpretation of of classic Van Halen. Yes, exactly. You yes. Know? Okay. Okay. And so it's cool. And we uh, we we played all over. And as a matter of fact, once I left. 
and went with Steel Panther, I realized that Van Halen and doing that and the Ducks and Web Feet mm-hmm. all together really just propelled us into this this charging snowball that you were describing earlier and we're going down this arctic mountain Mm -hmm. and we're gathering all these fans we're going and the balls are getting bigger (laughs) it's amazing dude it's just by the time you get down to the bottom of the hill the ball is huge it's It's just giant balls at the bottom of the hill it formed two balls at the end and we ran how apropos is that right That's amazing. That's a so, great tale. So, so, but did you start Steel Panther? Or did you come into Steel Panther? It was my idea. Okay, you had this idea, Steel Panther, and you had Satchel well, with you. We were we were going around with the name Steel Panda, mm-hmm. and because uh, it was kind of we talked about this earlier today, and another thing we did, but. Pandas aren't soft and lovely animals, mm. but they're also very vicious. They're bears, they're big, dude. Yeah, they're, yeah, people they, forget. They'll eat you. Right. Yeah, they will. They will maul you, and they will eat you, and you'll die. Well, they actually eat like leaves, but they'll maul you. They'll make you feel bad. Yeah, they're like, get out of here. <laughs> right. I'm, e- I'm eating leaves, and I'm a panda. Right, you're right. human, and you're dumb. Yeah, and you cry. So yeah, yeah, yeah. forming steel panther was my idea. Um, my concept. So it was Steel Panda. Wait, and then that, you know, there then was, I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, the Japanese market and all that I sort of like thing. That. Right, right, right. I, I'd rather do something cooler. This was and a panther is much more like, rawr. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. A panther will eat you. So Wait. you're a singer because you can relate to my ideas. Absolutely. You're saying this was all your idea? The whole con. Well, yeah. That's weird to me because I remember doing this all t- together. Did you? We, you guys were there. So how did you guys meet, though? How did you meet up with? So I would love to hear this story. So there, there's the there's the Michael Star Satchel Camp. I okay. And then you got the sticks in. I was simple. Select, I was simple. DJing. I was DJing at a strip club for older ladies called Wrinkles. Okay. okay? Oh wow. So I was DJing, and these dudes would come in. Sasha's mom worked there. Oh, okay. Like on stage, or was she like a? Yeah, no, uh, she she was a dancer. So it's it was a, a like a geriatric st- strip club yes. where the dancers were were, were elderly, it was forty and over. Okay. Gilfs, they're but, gilfs. Yeah, yeah but oh, it yeah. was they were still hot. There was okay, cougars sure. and there was saber tooths. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So and there was gilfs and there was good gilfs, which is great grandmothers. I'd like yeah. to f. Yeah, dude, I was DJing. These dudes would come in, and I found out that they didn't have a drummer, and I'm like, hey. Dudes, I play drums. And, and I was so, like, dude, your hair looks horrible. So we took him to a salon, uh-huh. and that's where he met Lexi. That's where Lexi worked. Oh, so Le- oh, yeah. really? He was just a receptionist, though. Oh, he didn't actually, yeah. was actually a... a, a and he could, he doesn't really write that well, so he would just answer phones and look look, look great With at the mirror. front desk. Yeah. So, you know, you talk about like how Lennon met McCartney at the church festival, and like, this is kismet. Like, you guys mm-hmm. met at Wrinkles, then went over to the to the hair studio. Do you remember the name of the studio, the hair studio? We I don't there? remember it, no. I was pretty Fantastic High. Sam's. Fantastic Sam's. Okay, well, yeah, that's even that's a, a, a economical studio as well. Well, so it wasn't, know, back, it wasn't snobby. Back then we were, you know, just scraping pennies, man. Of course, man. It wasn't easy. You know, you, know, you, you, know, you can't pay thirty bucks for a, a cut and die job. No, you, you pay can't, six bucks. You can't get a perm for you know for thirty bucks. And you know, I'm spinning records at Wrinkles, and I'm just getting tips. You know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and I'm not making a lot because it's not very crowded at Wrinkles. Well, well, I mean, really, not even for elderly gentlemen that would come in. I guess they might you would, the younger girls. You would think, but the elderly gentlemen were at Crazy Girls and the mm, Body Shop, and yeah. Wrinkles actually it went under. So that's weird. Yeah, Doesn't exist anymore. No, but you know what? I'm thinking about kicking it off again because it was. It you was, should take that to Vegas. I yeah. think it could work. or Branson, Missouri, you could work there, dude. I think Branson or Vegas, same thing. Maybe do a, a western and an eastern, like the Fillmore East, the Fillmore West. Wrinkles West, Wrinkles East. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the Western one. We could all wear cowboy boots. Wow, I love cowboy boots. So do old and ladies. Corn on the cob. 
Really? You love corn on the cob and yeah. It's stuck between your teeth, though. Especially before you go singing. Last night I had corn on the cob, Texas style. Yeah. Okay, it's mesquite. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? With lime, Tabasco sauce. Oh. Butter, salt. Before the show or after? Before the show, man. See, now you can order mesquite corn whenever you want it. Exactly, dude. You don't have to have pizza. I want mesquite corn. That's now, right. Go to, go to Stuttgart and order mesquite corn there and see what happens. Yeah. You'll I'll find get, out how much of a rock corn star you are from there. Behind. <laughs> yeah, Germany, man. They're trippy about sex. Oh, well, okay. Well, now, and then what way do you mean? I think they're, they're really open about, about having sex, and the chicks are very forward, and they're like, hey, I like you. I would like to sleep with you right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like the summer of love still is, exists over there. Yeah, there's just, and afterwards they're just like, okay, later. There's none of this out. Hey, can I get your email? BS. It's it's like no. I just that's all I wanted to do. I'm good. Get I'm your out. email. Yeah, there's none of that. <laughs> okay. Hey, how do I get a hold of you later? You don't. Yeah, exactly. You guys follow I, me I, on Twitter. I was listening to you, but I, I noticed you. You just did your password yeah. on your iPhone, right? Yeah. Okay, so to let, check the times. So let's gotta, yeah. let's do iPhone. Passwords right now. Okay. What is yours? Well, if I, if I tell you, then I have to change it. But mine... My, my, no, no. Come on. Because I'm going to tell you mine. I'll okay, see. I'm going to tell you. I have two passwords that I use for everything. I know what they are. I can see it in your face. <laughs> you know, I, know, I, know. I swear to God. I do. What, are the, what are the two? It's either, it's either 2112, <laughs> <laughs> Guess what mine is? 2112. 1984. <laughs> oh, my God. If I give my password out, oh please! Hey, listen, Jeez. nobody use these passwords. We just gave you our passwords <laughs> out, so don't use no, them. Nobody, and don't steal any of our stuff. No. What's your password on your iPhone? It's the word down. Wow. Yeah. Why? Because wow. depressing. I Dude. because whenever I look at my phone, I look down. Oh wow. Hmm. Maybe you should. That's uh, stupidly brilliant. Thank or you. Brilliantly stupid. It what is. It's brilliantly brilliant. Down. Is what it is. I, I, you know, I got this uh, foam thing around my mic, and uh, I just realized that I have a bunch of nose hairs sticking out because it's tickling the nose. <laughs> That's awesome. Isn't that crazy? And you also still have some corn between your teeth, yeah. which we didn't want to tell you. Ah. Yeah. So how did you know twenty one twelve or fifty one fifty? You're a rock and roll dude, yeah, man. Dude. That's, that's all there the, is, that's right? That's the code for everybody who loves rock and roll. Dude, if you want to get some money, just steal somebody's ATM card that's in the metal and just go to the ATM <laughs> and put in 2112 or 5150. Yeah. Whatever you want out. You know, now we are all going to be victimized by identity theft the moment this goes online. I know. I'm going to have to change everything. You have to change it. So you would change it 5112. Right. Hey, what's your social security number? 559-361-2822. Five, five, <laughs> Cool. What's your home address? <laughs> Dude, I posted... One, yeah. 345 Maple Place. It's the one with the garage being built by the government next yes. door. Call back. Uh, I actually posted my number online on Twitter but by mistake. You did? Yes, I was at a McCartney concert and a friend of mine was there and I was like, Dude, call me. Like, Alex you know, McCartney? Yeah. The guitarist? Al- yeah, you know, the younger brother. Yes. Not quite as known. Right. Uh, not quite as good, but I just feel bad for him. Like, you know, I want to, you know. I get it. it why did a- one brother get all the talent and Alex, poor Alex, you know, yeah. working at Wrinkles, you know, cleaning toilets? Hello. Not cool. He That's was- why I brought him up. Right, right. So uh, I-, I posted, like, just I DM the dude. Like, hey, dude, just call me. But instead of DMing him, I accidentally tweeted it. I hear it. you, dude. So I start getting these calls. And calls and calls. And I'm watching Alex McCartney sludge mm-hmm. through some really bad songs that he knows, mm-hmm. barely. And it just kept calling. I, like, what, what, like, why it's going on here? And then 
Text, 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 text. Oh, text. my God. And finally, a friend of mine goes, dude, you posted your number online. This is 10 minutes later. I'm like, ah. So I just like I erased it, but I didn't mention it. I had 500 calls and 500 texts. It must be the max you can have on your phone. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so, so cool. It was cool, right? But the thing is, I didn't have to change my number because people just forgot. So really, yeah. So you can say, "Don't worry, I'll put it back up for we, you." Yeah, we can now that they'll know our phone number, our address, our passwords, socials, socials, yeah. everything. That that really is amazing. Because you know, Twitter goes so fast, right? Wow. You, know, you know what? Before I change my, I usually change my phone number after every tour. Oh really? <laughs> really? Oh wow! What's what? the matter Grasshopper. with you? Grasshopper. Sorry, call back. <laughs> Jericho, you idiot. <laughs> why is that, Mr. What? Star? Why do you have to change your number? Wait, wait, why do you, do you have, change your do number? Do you have too many friends? <laughs> no. So, yeah, I'm going to put mine out right before I change it. There you go. And then fool everybody. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if I'd get 500 calls. You know what we should do? Each band member should post, tweet their phone number, and see who gets the most calls. That's a fun competition. It'd be killer. <laughs> You're going to get the most calls. You don't know that. You know what? I just said that to make you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't that be fun? It's it's like putting no. out t-shirts without just one guy's face on it. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. This por- this portion of the merch line is not doing so well. The bass player and the drummer. Uh, we're oh, going to get rid of those Don't sell yourself so short, dude. Uh, you guys should do that. Each guy has his own like line. like this. Like each guy's his yeah. own solo shirt. No, I think it would be, shirt. I think it'd be and great. And at the end of the night, compare numbers and just make one guy feel like crap. Yeah. That is pretty awesome because I, I bet you in different territories. Toys, there'd be a different dude. Right, on, always. On but Lexi would probably always be the last. No, no, he would. I, be, I don't know, oh my man. god, Chris, we got to talk about this. Let's talk about Lexi. Lexi's Lexi got a Fox. Lot of, uh, Lexi Fox right. has so many fans. When we introduce him in Europe, oh my, it's, it's like it's Lexi. Really, Lexi. you have no god, idea, dude. It's insane. And why? Just I think I think people. Uh, like to root for mentally challenged people. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's normal. And the uh, hair, the swooping hair is the He's best. a beautiful man. And I just think, uh, for whatever you reason, man. for him. Yeah. He's kind of dumb, though, right? But like he's, he doesn't he's, know a lot he's, of words. He's stupidly brilliant. <laughs> for real. He, you know he is. He is not dumb. He's just not that smart. Mm, okay. He, he, you know there's I mean? a difference. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I know. Have you ever heard, you know what a savant is, right? Right. He's kind of like a savant. He's, He's kind of an idiot savant is what you use. A little Hold bit. On. I don't know what a savant is. Exactly. So, so it's a, a painter. A yeah. famous painter from France. Yeah, you, oh, so he's a ne- painter. Yeah. He, from Ricard, like Ricardo movies. Savant? Yeah, you might he's have a heard French him. impressionist. <laughs> he was a, a, t- a well, he does Mexican Haley? French, apparently. Ricardo right. Savant. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you guys are you guys are taking me down a road of uncomfortability. No, no, what we're doing, dude, is we're giving you a lot of material. So when you go back to Stuttgart, you, you can, can talk to the teacher and find out what's going on. You can read about this. So, so you, you, you met. Uh, what's the youngest girl you ever been with? Well, I, I can't really say that. Me? Yeah, sticks. Uh, after I was eighteen, yes. <laughs> uh, eighteen, awesome. Next question. Smart, smart. So, no, okay, let we can talk about Lexi some more because it, why? Because talking about me, it's a real interesting phenomenon. When we go do shows, right? He has this giant contingency of fans who just root from the whole I show. I like how you made contingency C. into two words. Well, it's, it's good. No, it's it's a European thing. You're it, so European now, man. I, you know, I just came different. back from that tour, man, and it, it, yeah. it changed the way. So I So he's speak. got a big contingent C, C, which makes sense because there's literally a sea of fans of contingents. You're making your point, right? Yeah. Like there's so many people. It's you like thought ocean. I was stupid, and I was being brilliant. I never it's said you were stupid. So Christopher <laughs> Walken, bro. 
<laughs> the contingent. So t- tell us about um, about. I mean, you have so many great people that come see your show. It's like the place to be whenever you guys play. Who are some of the, the most famous people that came? Like Andy Beersack and myself came and, and hung out with Dude, it was really, really nice it was, to it was, see Andy. He's great, man. It was a he, is, he is a cool cat. Very cool guy. And I had a fun. And also, too, like we said, 25 years old or so, not completely familiar with Rocky Like a Hurricane. I was watching these like, yeah. and you know what yeah. was a total bummer <laughs> is he knows all our songs. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. That's I thought, what I thought when you called uh, us on stage. I thought maybe we we're going to play like one of your tunes. Yeah, that's what we should have did. But we went, we reverted to our old ways, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know cover. what? Uh, talking with Andy backstage after the show, it was really cool, man. I'm stoked for him and his band and he's, uh, yeah, he's the recording a, he's a good songs dude, right now. Very smart recording songs with Bob Rock. Yeah, but tell us about some of the other. Like, who's like who's the coolest person? Cuba ever came Gooding Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not How about kidding. That? <laughs> Oscar winner, dude, on stage with you, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner, Oscar wow, Renner. that's random. Yeah. yeah. How uh, about this? What? Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback. Carson Palmer. <laughs> How about hold on, this? hold on, hold on. Aaron Rodgers, Carson Palmer, and Javon Walker, all in the same show. Tony Romo. Tony Romo, big time NFL players, uh, and you're a fo- you're a football freak, oh, totally, Michael, dude. Yeah. Javon Walker with a bottle of champagne in San Diego. Did they sing with oh, you? Oh boy, just signed with the Raiders. He <laughs> went off, dude. We had, uh, oh my god, yes, he sang. We had uh, very badly. Okay, you had Meatloaf. I remember came up there. Meatloaf, yep. We had Carlton from Fresh Prince for oh. real. He got up and he got in trouble with his lady. Lady. Yeah, he was. Oh, he yeah. came up and he started doing his dance, and there was a bunch of chicks around him, and he was not allowed to come back to the Steel Panther show. What, who's that? Who's that uh, <laughs> teacher? Belva. Uh, oh, Mr. Belding. Mr. Belding. Yeah, Belding. yeah, he comes all he the time. He comes. Oh yeah, he's Billy Ray around. Cyrus, dude. Last week. Last week. Yep. yep. What did he sing? He did. He came up. Did Rebel Yell. Joey Fatone. Joey. Fatone. He got, he gets up all the time. And Lance. He tries to sing with us. Lance, Lance Briggs. Ba- Lance Bass. Lance Bass. Oh. No, no. Lance Briggs. Yeah. Is the seventh Football member. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, Lance, Lance Briggs. Bass. Oh, Lance Bass. Yeah, he's he's got him kind of sang gay. Saying, oh, what's going on back there? Is there I don't know. She's, what, she's I didn't putting her boobs sign. right up against the glass. Oh, yeah, you got great what's boobs. What's the sign? Let me see the sign again. It says, Billy Ray Cyrus, what did the football players sing? Oh, what did the football oh, players sing? Uh, well, uh, Aaron Rodgers sang, Don't Stop Believing." Carson Palmer sang, uh, oh, she's only 17. Okay. And uh, Javon Walker was too wasted to sing. And Tony Romo was up with Jessica Simpson at the time, and he sang Sweet Child of Mine, and she tried to sing it too, and she was not good. She challenged, wow. she challenged me to sing off. What? Yeah. She was actually... Horrible! Wow! And you know who else was not acid good? reflux problems or just bad <laughs> no, just lack of talent problems. <laughs> she is, well, she's doing good now, <laughs> suffering from serious lack of talent. <laughs> she's doing good now. She got endorsed by Prilosec. So yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, but you know what? She's not singing anymore. She's selling clothes, and that, she's probably way. Do you know better she's at that. a billionaire. Yeah, that's awesome. That's insane. What? I think it's great. Yes, she has a clothing line or something, and she's literally at one point was a billionaire. She might still be. Yeah, she Jessica Simpson. It's freaky, dude. So that lack of talent served her. You well. know what? Maybe. So Damn does, it. does Nick Lachey is he a millionaire? No, well, he's not, they're not married. I know, anymore. but I mean, just do you, I like contests, dude. We do, I think she's doing better. Than oh him. yeah, for we sure. just did. I wonder if he gets reverse alimony. He may because she has a she's making b- all the money. Of, yeah. We just did VH1 Morning Buzz. 
Really? With Nick Lachey. Yeah. Oh, he's the host now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and he sang one of our songs, the second single off our All You Can Eat record, which came out April 1st. Which is doing great. What's the second single? Uh, it's called Hole? The Burden of Being Wonderful. Oh, the first great, one was Party tune. Like Tomorrow's the End of the World. Yeah, there was a video for Glory Hole, too, which is another amazing yes. tune. Did you guys ever see that picture? I went snowboarding in Park City, Utah. I saw that. I yeah. sent it to all you guys. I did see it. It's a run. Yeah, it's a I run, saw a it. run called The Glory Hole. And my, my 10-year-old son, I'm like, Ash, take this picture. He's like, okay. And I'm not telling him. And I right. said, oh, there's like glory hole, the big giant sign. That's awesome. Dad, do, you want, do you want to go down glory hole? I'm like, uh, yes. If <laughs> you only knew, my friend. <laughs> You're like, my son. Yes, I do want to go down the glory <laughs> hole, but I'll talk to you about it later. <laughs> Many years from now. <laughs> so that's the second singles out already. Because your first single, Party Like the End of the World, came out back in October. Yeah. That was a real like uh, uh, advanced single. Yeah. yeah. That was- we, we really wanted to set this record up as best we could. And right. I, th- I think we did because we, we also went out and did a bunch of uh, shows. We did our whole nine-week tour before the record came out. Before the record came out. That's right. You know who directed Party Like Tomorrow's The End of the World was Rob Riggle. Did oh. you see Stacy just hold up a sign? No. She literally just held up a sign that said Rob Riggle. No way. She did. She really? Did. So you have, is that why you wrote it down on that paper? I did. I just wrote Rob Riggle down so I would remember. What? That's... I also have caviar written down here, which is a story I was going to tell earlier when we were talking about Germany, about what? how crazy they are about sex. Well, go ahead. You guys know what caviar is, right? It's yeah, fish, fish eggs. eggs. Well, not in Germany. What Sexually it? in Germany, it's when people eat uh, poop. It's called caviar. It's called caviar? Yes, and I know this because I went to one of those little uh, – I lived in Hamburg for six weeks, and there was a – put a, a Deutschmark into the video, like you know, watching porno on the video. Right. And this guy was like, you got to go in and watch. I'm like, okay, so I watch. And I'm flicking through the channels, and it's like, oh, that's caviar. I'm like, well, what is this? And then I saw it, and it was like, oh, my gosh. Caviar. If anyone ever asks if you want caviar and you're in Germany, say no. I will, because I don't like poop. Hey! Uh, you know what? Ow! They're really comfortable with poop. I'm in Germany. I'm not down. Let's talk about Rob. Okay, Riggle. so let's talk about Rob Riggle, who does not like poop either. You know, I don't <laughs> think Rob is a big fan of poop, but he is. Did he directed he, the video. He directed the video. He also now, starred in it. He played the and devil, he, yeah. and he's awesome, dude. That guy is awesome. Now Rob Riggle's. He's like one of those guys you see him in everything, mm-hmm. but don't really know his name. A lot of people don't know his name. If you saw Rob Riggle, you know exactly who he is. He's yeah. super funny. He is. He's one of the coolest dudes I've met. From doing this, but how cool is that? I mean, if you guys haven't seen the video for "Party Like It's the End of the World," go watch it on YouTube now. We'll wait. We're waiting. We're waiting. And it's like this amazing video of like you guys are in a mansion, and it's the last night on Earth. And there's like just ch- there's this one crazy like gymnast chick who's flipping out, and she's doing all these crazy lacy rain. Oh my gosh! Like how fun is that to do a video oh. for for Steel Panther? It I was mean, it was dude, insane, dude. Not one not one person in that video got paid. Nope. Not one person. Being in that video is payment enough. For all everybody who was in that came down, they spent the whole day and hung out and party. And you had some names there too. I mean, yeah. you had Steve O was there and Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell. Uh, uh, Ron Jeremy. Ron, he's everywhere. Joey Fatone. <laughs> he's everywhere. everywhere. He's at the hospital. He's at home <laughs> in bed. If it's somewhere near Hollywood and there's chicks there, Ron will be there. Yeah. And the cat from Breaking Bad, uh, oh, RJ. Yeah. RJ, RJ Mitty came down. He yeah. threw up in it. Hal he, Sparks. You, you know what? RJ was at an award show. And that's why he was in that suit because he came down straight from the awards show, and we got him on set. Right on set. Yeah. So yeah. you got some pretty named guys on this show or yeah. on your video, just doing it because they want to be part of the, yeah. of the scene. Dude, my dad's in that video. Is he really? Yeah. Your dad must love you. My dad loves me. He's one of the cops. <laughs> so I. Oh, really? That's For what real. I mean. He must love the fact that his son brings him down to hang out with a bunch of uh, bikini-clad chickies. Dude, Popsidenia. Chicky wiki. Popsidenia is a big supporter. 
You know he, what? I like your little brother squirter than you. Ah, uh, thanks. He's a good kid. Well, that's yeah. That's a total uh, uh, classic Hungarian name. Traditional squirts. Yeah. Yeah. It's S K I R T Z and a Q, which is silent. You squirts. actually just said Z. <laughs> You're so Canadian, dude. <laughs> sticks Z in you. <laughs> sticks Z. I like that stick Z in you. Eh? <laughs> Gordy Canuck coming back again. Are you uh, Canadian, eh? Yeah. Oh I didn't God, you didn't yeah, know that. Man. No, wasn't obvious enough. Do you oh like, my do you like God. Like Nickelback? No. Wow, really? Just, just not, not my thing. Not my really? Thing. I mean, Rush, Triumph, all you know, kick ass. Yeah, all the Canadian all power trios. You yeah. know, we wrote a song with uh, Chad. Did you? Yeah. Which one? It's called It Won't Suck Itself. We went up to his mansion. Written, co-written with Chad. See, on my little list that I haven't looked at once, it says you co-wrote that, that mean- with Chad Kroger. So tell us about It Won't Suck Itself, co-written with Chad Kroger of Nickelback. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you, we went up to his compound in which he has his own gas pumps for his cars on his property. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You want to get freaked? Yeah. He has a two-scale... Hockey rink. Ice hockey rink in his house, dude. In his house. What? Yeah. What? And he's got a assistant that rolls his own joints. Dude. That's his only job? We had a yes, bag of weed oh. that... Can we I, talk about weed on here? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. It was. It's going to be legal here anyways, right. soon. It was so killer. We went up there and we spent the whole day in a studio and then we took a break and we went and, on, <laughs> went and played hockey, put skates on. <laughs> and skates it in you. You skates it in you? <laughs> and we... Ended up writing the song, and it was a it was a fun day. He's he's awesome to hang That's out cool, with. That's cool, man. Well, he's a total like he's a like a mid uh, Albertan, like like from the prairies, a place called Drumheller, where there's nothing there but dinosaur bones. Seriously, really? wow. you go there to look at the dinosaur bone museum in Drumheller, and wow. that's where he's from. So he's total. I thought he was from Yellowknife. Uh, he might. I know he grew up in Drumheller. Oh wow, amazing. so he could be from from Yellowknife. Anyway. Well, he uh, he drinks straight rubbing alcohol. Is he Eskimo or something? He might be a little bit. That's I mean, crazy. yeah. Kroger. I think it's the Kroger is Eskimoian. For, Eskimoian. For wild bear. Mm-hmm. I know his assistant was taking the rubbing alcohol away from him. Oh, really? Yeah. Can't drink that. He, it was a oh. great day. It was a great, great day on the compound <laughs> of Chaz Kroger. Did you just run into him? No. no well, they, he, he reached out to us. He's okay. been coming to our shows, and he's gotten up and jam. Oh, uh, you know what? With Vinnie Paul, we had both of those guys on stage. Oh, that's a good mix. Yeah. We had Chad on drums and Vinnie Paul singing with his pants off. Yeah, he, he t- <laughs> swear to God, in Vegas, he he took he got so hammered he actually just dropped his pants and he's standing there in his boxers, <laughs> Vinnie Paul with his cowboy hat. Oh, and totally, his shirt open to his waist <laughs> with his little fuzzy his chest <laughs> and a bottle of water filled with vodka. <laughs> That's my boy. It, it was awesome. He's a good singer too. We did a, a thing at the Sin City Centers. We sang "Blinded Texas," of course, by, by Wasp. Wasp. Yeah, that's, that's his, his jam. One. That's his jam, man. Yeah, we sang that together. I was like, "How do you know Wasp?" Like, oh, my jam. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as a tribute to Vinnie Paul, on one of our songs, uh, you know, famous Vinnie Paul saying is one, two, barbecue. Mm-hmm. But it's like this, one, two, barbecue. Hell yeah. That's on the All You Can Eat record. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a bonus track? Or where is no, 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 it's on the top of, uh, was it If I Was a King? Yeah. No, I think it's... Uh, Ten Strikes You're Out? It could be. <laughs> Ten Strikes You're Out. Yeah, Ten Strikes You're Out. Ten Strikes You're Out. You know, we did a festival in Florida, and uh, Vinny was on... You know, with hell, hell yeah, yeah, and he—I don't know if you ever, ever experienced this—but he has cookouts. Yeah, oh yeah. He so afterwards, is... he's like, "Dude, come over and have a burger." He's like, "One, two, barbecue, <laughs> flip them burgers." Well, when you go out with him in Vegas too, like we, a couple times you you know stay out all night, mm-hmm. go to his house. He, he puts on bacon. He he cooks bacon. He puts on Bruno, the movie Bruno. Oh at, yeah, at the loudest volume. It's so ear crushingly loud. And then he goes and makes breakfast, bacon, sausage, and the best scrambled eggs I've had. And in his house, he's got different rooms. 
He's got the Jimi Hendrix room painted purple. He's got the uh, Elvis room, the jungle room, which is pain- painted green. And he's got the carrot top room. Shut down. Which is painted orange. Dude, the, he loves his, carrot top. his wow. pool with the rocks and oh. the lights. It's, He's got a, such a rad place, man. It's crazy. It's like a party palace. It's funny because I was thinking about texting him as I was driving here. Oh, well, just you I, really just, just say hi. Nowhere. Yeah, just yeah. say hi because I, I miss the guy. He's a great dude. C- tremendously. Oh, great I know guy. why. I was listening to, to the new Van Halen. Okay. What do you think of it? Different kind it. of truth. Isn't I it good? Like, yeah. I liked it too. I thought it was the and best. I, oh, you didn't like it? I'm, you can yeah, say that. Yeah. You, have, you can have it's an okay. opinion. It's okay. Be a man, dude. Still, Van Halen's never going to call you to open for them. I don't think. Wow. No, it's cool in the gang or yeah. Know, exactly. Roth's call. It'd be cool in the what gang. What is that? Ziggy dude. Marley. Yeah. Whatever. So, so you didn't like the new record? No, I'm not a fan okay. of the new of the new record. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I mean, uh, classic Van Halen. You. you I yeah. thought it was the best record they could have done in this day and age. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was pretty. That's some good tunes on it. Yeah. I think that they set the bar so high for themselves, they'll never be able to. Yeah, reach yeah, yeah. It. It's better know. than the Gary Sharon version, though. You know, yeah. it's funny because I I listened to a different kind of truth, and then I thought. I'll listen to something else by Van mm. Halen. Mick Jagger's calling. Sorry. Is that Mick's custom ringtone? It is. And Sweet. I thought, I thought I'll listen to uh, some Gary Sharon Van Halen. Yeah. Wow. Not good, right? I, the songwriting I, wasn't great on I that. just didn't really connect with it. Yeah. I don't want to... Cause I, his I singing love is good, man. Gary's a great it's singer. It's not his fault. He was no. doing the best he could I don't think he wrote... He, he didn't giving. write those songs. No, of course not. And the song... They, the, it sounded not very yeah, good. Yeah, the production wasn't good. It was, it, was a rough, it was a rough one for them, for sure. But guys, I mean, future coming up. You want to take over the world. I mean, uh, All You Can Eat just came out. You guys got to check it out. It's a, it's a Isn't that weird? Very that, catchy. That you have the same goals as we do. You want to be the biggest band in the world. That's what you need to have. Yeah. If, if, I, if, if not, why are you doing this? You right? know what? I think that if you don't think that your band is should be the biggest band in the world, that's right. What's the point? That's my point. Exactly. Why bother? I'm with you. But yeah. you guys are on the way. You got a uh, U.S. tours coming up this mm-hmm. month. Or next yeah, month, we leave month. in two, we leave in two weeks, dude. Two weeks, yeah. and then what's coming up after that? We I'm do gonna miss you till then. I'm gonna miss you too. I, I can't. Just, you want to come over and hang out? You're with gonna me? miss you too. It'd be cool. Yeah, they're coming out. I miss you two. I miss you too. I yeah. miss when you two. It was like Van Halen, man. You two did such good records. Oh, I know. I want them to. I'm co- oh, sorry. I'm just in the name of love. That's why I don't sing that stuff. Because <laughs> it's too you sang, too high for you. You sang on the new Fozzie record. A song yes, I did. It was great. You said it was funny because you came up to us on tour. You're like, I want to be in the next Fozzie record. And I said to Rich, we have this tune. I think Mike would be great singing on. And you, you killed it, man. It Thank was you. Awesome. It was Thank great you. to have you. It's really an honor to be a part of your band. Did you bury him in the mix? Completely. No, good. Good. I heard it. Yeah, you, just what you heard it to sign off on it. You mi- oh! You mixed them just like they did Jason Deuce did on it and Justice for right. All. <laughs> Once you signed off on it, it's done. It's done. It's gone. No, it sounds good. When's no, it coming out? It, that, our record comes out in July. Awesome. Gonna... Dude, congratulations, man. Thanks, man. I can't wait to hear it. And I we can't also... wait to download one for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did it for all your records. Actually, I bought all your records. All of them. Really? After so... we toured together, I bought all four of them. So did I. Thanks, man. That's what you got to do, right? No, I mean, Thank I you, bought dude. ours. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, grasshopper. So you guys got the U.S. What's after that? You're going back to, uh, back to Europe? Yeah, we, we do U.S. for a month. We come back for a couple weeks, mm. and then we go. Dude, we're going to see you at Download. Download, yeah. dude. And, and the Golden Gods, you guys are hosting. We're hosting the I, Golden Gods. I hosted gonna... it two years ago. I'm going to be there. I'm gonna, awesome. I'm going to be there presenting dude, an award. We're going to cool. be hanging out a lot. We are gonna be, you, yeah, we are going to be hanging out because we're going to be doing more touring. Yeah, we had a blast. I would Australia, love to do another. So tour much you guys. fun, man! We went riding our bikes on the beach and yep. just hanging out. Yeah, such a good time. How fun was that? 
that was that was we went uh, Mike and I and Xavier from Buckcherry yeah. went on a bike ride all down the beach of Perth yeah. for about I don't know twenty Five miles or twenty miles or so yeah tw- sixty-seven miles big discrepancy <laughs> with Big John from 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 Australia came oh, with us remember like you know, our buddy Big John he's yeah. like two fifty he's on this bike and the tires just go straight to the ground but it was it was one of the best miles, days but man. I tell you it felt like twenty when I was it done. did especially when we were riding back uphill. But. Yeah, well, you know what? You guys sound like you're spinning, you know, tall tales about 25 miles, and you're saying five miles. I don't know who to believe. It was, you guys. I think it was 67 miles, is what it was, and okay. we did it like in record time, like in an hour. And it was all uphill. We were huh? just like, uphill, uphill both ways. Yeah. All uphill both ways. No pedals and square wheels. That's what? right. That's, that's right. crazy. That's, dude. that's the way they make their bikes in Australia, which yeah. is really strange. But it's a little bit counterproductive. And we got what did we get? Smoothies. We did get smoothies, which were called milkshakes back in the 80s. Yeah. Call back. <laughs> <laughs> Dudes, it's been awesome having you here. Great, dude. Is that it? That's it. Do you know how long we've been talking for? No, over an hour. For real? Yep, over an hour, man. Dude, fifty. Oh, sorry, fifty-eight minutes and seventeen seconds. We got to end it. We need a sponsor in here. We do. Yeah, we got to put some sponsors. We got to make some money for this place. Absolutely, make some money for all of us. And it's good that you said that because my boss is actually right there. You can see him through the window. He's so handsome. He is a good good, good looking guy. That Maybe he'll give us. us a show. <laughs> Maybe. You sure. know what? I think Steel Panther should have their, uh, our own show, and we should have Chris Jericho as our first guest. That would be amazing. If you want Steel Panther to have their own show, tweet at Podcast One and let us know. And tweet me at, uh, what's my thing? At ta- talk at, is Jericho. At Talk is Jericho. Chris Jericho is wait, awesome. Wait. I'm scared to say any information now because I gave out so much. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All You Can Eat is the new record. Steel Panther's the band Sticks. Michael Starr. Amazing, amazing having you guys. Dude, thank you we'll so see, much. We'll see, was, over, we'll see you over in the UK. That was fun. I, that was really gay what you guys just did. <laughs> and we missed, too, white boy gay stuff. <laughs> we tried. I, I went for the fist bump. And he, he went for, he like, went for a, like some sort of flitty He kind of gave my tap. fist a, ha- a high five it's or like something. like, oh, <laughs> hi. Uh. Go buy the record now. People! Wow! Thanks to Steel Panther, Sticks It In You, Michael Starr. Michael Starr appearing on the new Fozzie record, as a matter of fact, on a song called Tonight, available July 22nd. Go pre-order it now using my Amazon link. It's really easy to find. Just go to podcastone.com. Click on the Keep Our Podcast Free banner at the top of the page. Then click on Talk is Jericho. You'll see all three of my Amazon links, USA, UK, and Canada, A. Eh? Every time you do that, Amazon kicks back a little cash to the show so we can keep doing this for you for free for twice a week. No extra fees or hidden charges. You're just getting your shopping done and you're helping me out in the process, man. And if you're digging what you hear and talk is Jericho, hit that subscribe button on iTunes. Leave me a comment on iTunes letting me know what you like, what episodes you like, which episodes you hated, which are none, of course, because every episode of Talk is Jericho is amazing, marvelous. I'll give you a shout out right here on the podcast if you leave a comment on iTunes. Subscribe, leave comment, get shout out. Pretty easy. And tell your friends to subscribe too. Tell your friends about us. So, that's it. Stay hard, stay hungry. Peace, love, and hugs. But see you Friday. We got another great combination Diamond Dallas Page and Jake the Snake Roberts and Chris Jericho. All three of us together in one room talking about the redemption of Jake the Snake Roberts via DDP and his accountability crib. You're not going to want to miss it. Two legitimate WWE, WCW Hall of Famers and me. And <laughs> you're not going to want to miss it. In the meantime, and in between time, that's it. Another edition of Talk is Jericho. See you on Friday. Yeah, boy. You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. <laughs>